Hey, welcome to Arts Forward MKE. I'm Lindsay Sheridan, your host and director of marketing and PR at Imagine MKE. Thanks for spending some time with the show today. In this episode, I speak with David Bloom, co-artistic director of Present Music. One quick plug, as you'll hear in the episode, you can still go buy tickets to watch virtual performances of their two concerts they presented this fall. So check those out at presentmusic.org. You're hearing a piece from their Thanksgiving concert now, To Whom It May Concern, Thank You, by Mark Stewart, and you'll hear another piece at the end of the show. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Thanks for listening. Hi, David. Thanks for being here with me today. Thank you, Lindsay. Well, I'm really excited to learn more about you. You're relatively new to Milwaukee, so excited to share about your story with our guests um, and hear more about present music and what you all have been up to in the virtual production space this fall. Yeah. Um, so thanks. I, uh, I want to start out with the question that I, that I start all my podcasts with. Um, let's dive back a bit in your history and share with us a time early in life that you experienced art in a way that really stuck with you, that impacted you. Yeah. Um... This is, uh, I, I, I'm glad that you asked this because I, I don't think about this enough. Uh, and, but it is, it is important. And I, I think probably the, the earliest impactful memories I have of, of art are from uh, my experience hearing music in church. Uh, I grew up uh, in the Methodist church and um, uh, was I just remember being so amazed by the uh, by the organ and the choir. And after services, I would always like go up to the uh, the organ console, and and the you know organist and choir director would sort of show me around and show me all the buttons, and uh, you know tell me about his special organ shoes, and uh, was uh, just really a, a wonderful person. And and then also in church hearing. Um, in Sunday school, but this pianist playing music, you know, whereas he's hearing the organ, you know, you can't even really see the organist play just like the top of his head, but, but in okay. up close with this pianist, I could, I could like really see her play and, and like, was just so amazed by this phenomenon of, of um, making, using her hands to make this, this incredible sound and, and also like uncoding this, this muse, this sheet music in front of her. I was, I was just like so fascinated by the, the, um, all of the secrets and, and the, the sounds. And, uh, I just went up to her one day as in first grade and said, can you teach me how to do that? And, uh, she actually became my piano teacher and became a very important wow. figure in my life. Um, Ann Gervin, shout out to Ann Gervin and, and, uh, <laughs> Lester Siegel, um, organist and, and choir director. What I that what that story conjures for me is is the image of how magical musical creation like the physics of it looks, and I even still think that now I, I play piano as well, mm. and even so, when you when you watch both of your hands like you know feeling kind of separate from yourself, like oh my hands know how to do these things at the same time, and what they yeah. produce is music that has yeah. emotion, and it's it's still magical to me Truly. even being in it. Yeah, I I remain just incredibly fascinated and I would even say riveted by just watching folks play music. It is, it's an amazing mm-hmm. phenomenon. It's, it's a really amazing experience. And, and I think like beyond that for, for um, Anne and for Lester, um, 
you know, I was really lucky to encounter these two people who were not only just amazing artists in their own right, but also were really uh, genuinely interested in, in helping folks, helping young people um, uh, find their way into music and, and the arts and as a way of self-expression and um, self-actualization. Mm -hmm. um, so I was very lucky. So what was some of that journey from first starting music to becoming a conductor? Tell us more. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, you know, I, I was always really interested in, in conducting and uh, again, another um, riveting experience, like watching a conductor kind of um, co collaborate in this very uh, abstract way uh, with, with musicians and bringing them together. And uh, that was, uh, really exciting for me too as I started to make music with other people. I was playing clarinet in my school band and, and just like the experience of going from playing piano on my own to playing uh, an instrument with with many others was really thrilling and uh, mm -hmm. uh, so that that idea I think is is what kind of like uh, interested me the most about conducting was was finding a way to, to work with others and and to be uh, you know, helpful at, at, in creating those kinds of collaborative mm. making, music making experiences. And so I, um, um, studied, uh, composition actually at Bard College. I was really, mm. uh, also I started composing when I was, uh, younger as well. And, uh, that was something that I kind of followed through. And while I was at Bard, I started this, um, this new music ensemble, um, uh, contemporaneous and mm. we're, uh, you know, it, it was a, a group of students at the time. We started in 2010 and um, uh, sort of uh, made our way to New York City. Uh, and during that time, I, I um, was just sort of called on to conduct more and more and, and really found that as, as my passion to, to again, to like, um, to um, advocate for composers and audiences mm -hmm. in in the space of musicians, uh, and then on the on the other side, uh, with within the community, to advocate for musicians and, and composers, um, mm -hmm. and to to bring folk to be some some part of bringing folks together and and these just like standing in awe of these amazing creations. Yeah, and in that in that kind of vein. A bit of a basic question, but for people who don't necessarily frequent new music performances, you know, what is it from your from your perspective um, that makes sitting in an audience experiencing new music so exciting and distinct and and uh, inspiring? Yes, um, yes. Well, I, first of all, I think. Uh, you know, when, when are, one question is, when are you hearing new music? What, what is, what is new music, right? Mm -hmm. um, which mm -hmm. to me is, is essentially music that's being created now, uh, or music that's been created recently by, by artists who are still around, still making work. And um, uh, that, that for me, um, I like to, to really think of an expansive definition of what that, uh, mm -hmm. of what new music means. And um, uh, being, you know, not just thinking about music that's been created in, um, created originally for uh, Western classical instruments, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but for 
music that's being created now very very yeah. simply uh and directly and um so i i sometimes i i think about this article uh in the new york times that david lang uh wrote a pulitzer mm. prize winning composer mm -hmm. from some years back um uh in which he he um compares audiences of new music to uh baseball fans <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, and yeah. and he says that uh, I'll. I wish I could quote him, but to paraphrase him, and he says that uh, that new music needs audiences like baseball fans because baseball fans are will sh will show up. They will come, <laughs> and you know it might be you know you you don't know what you're going to get you might mm -hmm. be there for the moment that makes history you might be there for that huge run or uh, this is where my my like <laughs> baseball lingo really uh but um you might be there for that moment that makes history uh yeah. and experience or or a moment that moves you a, a mm -hmm. moment that that uh that is very personally important um and uh you you might not it might it might not be that good of a game you just like it might not be that interesting you, you know uh and um and so that's that's something that that, that risk factor of mm -hmm. of attending new music and and experiencing new music is is i don't know that's really thrilling to me it's like that uh to open oneself fully to the uh to the experience of of what uh, what a composer or or a number, however many creators, right, have have really put a ton of time into thinking of mm -hmm. of what is the experience that I want to give the public and um, and being there for the first time that it, it's it, it, as also like being there at, as an audience that that's just not just witnessing but. Uh, but participating in that experience, right? Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. uh, the we talk about in in new music world premieres, right? That that you write a piece and it's it's unperformed until it, you know it remains unknown to the public until the first time that it's performed, which is yeah. just you know you can have all these you can have rehearsals and workshops and you know play it for one another, uh, but until you you have an audience there participating in the uh, in the first performance, uh, it's 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 just a, it's just someone's uh, imagination. Yeah. So. Well, and you mentioned the element of being there, whether whether you end up loving the piece or not, I think is a pretty exciting invitation. And it might feel sort of counter to folks that are not necessarily used to going and experiencing new music, um, but in actuality, I think it offers up an opportunity to. To be a critic, like to be a to be a fan, to really have, like engage not only um, emotionally with the music, but maybe walk away and be like, you know what, I didn't really like that because of X, Y, and Z, or like that really, you know, stretched my understanding of how music works or how sound works in a way that maybe if you're just going to a performance of a Beethoven symphony that is uniformly excellent, that you walk away being like that was excellent, but not necessarily with the same opportunity to engage with it um, yeah. on a deeper like intellectual level right yeah i love that because i um that that connects really um uh really in a very important way with something that that i hope that that everything i do 
does. This like part of my personal mission is to inspire creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think you know not not just an artist or or perhaps even uh, you know not actually not as much in artists as in audiences, right? Mm-hmm. That um, what what better way to inspire creativity in the public than to show them than to to again stand in awe with them yeah. at this this incredible creativity and and, and to make to build a way for them to participate with their own creativity and and see uh, find find their own ways in um not to give them all the answers but to uh to just offer offer us a forum for for creative engagement Mm -hmm. i also think that as has been on display in the the virtual programs that present music has offered up um, this fall that new music lends itself to collaborations across cultures that um, music representing multiple cultures can coexist in one program really seamlessly and interestingly. Um, talk a little bit more about about that. Uh, comment on that, if you will, and t- and talk about how it fits into some of the some of the choices you made in choosing pieces for the two virtual concerts this fall. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I completely agree with that. That's uh, something that, that uh, I think, again, new music is, is specifically very um, adept in is uh, if, if we embrace a broad definition of new music as music that is being created now, mm-hmm. um, then, I mean, that's, that's a huge amount of that, everything yes <laughs> yeah. it's huge right yeah so um so then uh you know curating new music performances doesn't just for for us for present music doesn't just mean um going to the composers who we know have uh you know ha- have all sorts of composerly bona fides and <laughs> have you know right uh, have specific degrees or uh you know have have uh, resume points or whatever, uh, right? That yeah. it's it's about um, making connections between maybe seemingly disparate art, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and ideas, which I th- I think going back to this idea of creativity, I think that's that's what creativity is to me is mm-hmm. is um, connect being being able to to connect things and find connections. Um, so. Uh, in in building these programs for uh, for these virtual concerts that Present Music has done, uh, we did one in uh, in October and one in November um, of this year. Uh, these were um, these were like pretty ambitious programs where we we did a, a, sign- a you know full recording process. We, we recorded right. the music and we. Uh, we had a, a whole video process. Uh, one of them we record, we video recorded on a rooftop uh, yeah. oh, parking, parking structure. structure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so when we were curating these programs, we thought, uh, well, um, you know, what, uh, what's what's the? It, we were thinking about what's the greatest music we want to bring in, uh, and uh, how can we tie these connections? So in in our October program, reality check. Um, Mm-hmm. We built the program around um, this collaboration with uh, with Classic, 
who is this amazing uh, hip hop artist and producer uh, in, in Milwaukee, yeah. uh, who actually uh, has a really interesting, uh, we found uh, when we started talking with Classic, we found that, that he has a fascinating uh, tie-in with present music, which is that mm. when he was in middle school, uh, he was a, uh, he was a member or he, he was a student in, in present music's creation program. So he oh, wow. uh, studied with a present music teaching artist. Uh, he wrote a piece uh, for our ensemble and, you know, our ensemble played it. I mean, it's, it's, and, so, and cool. now, so yeah, it's an amazing like full circle experience. So, so his music was sort of the kernel for this program. And, and um, we worked with him to create new, uh, arrangements of of a couple of his songs that we uh, that our ensemble played with him um, singing and and um, uh, so the his his pieces were uh, come from his most recent record uh, uh, quiet which which uh, the themes have to do with with uh, achieving everything you can and and overcoming adversity and doing so um, and so we uh we found kind of some some works and ideas that that um had to do with the same uh the same kinds of themes uh so among those were uh music by frederick jevsky uh this piece uh called coming together that that sets this text by uh sam melville who was uh who was a prisoner and at um, um at attica in 1969 and into the very early 70s and he um, um, was uh, he wrote this very moving letter uh, just making very simple requests of um, of the state and of of the penitentiary to uh, give basic uh, dignity um, and uh, and and he talked about his daily routine in um, in facing the adversity that that was before that, that he was that he was indeed facing um and uh music by gil scott heron uh, uh who's uh whose piece comes from the same year as 1971 and um uh it was uh yeah a lot of really uh imp amazing music from from a huge variety of of kind of cultural sources um so and, and and then of course in in Thanksgiving, uh, present music's Thanksgiving tradition runs back twenty plus years, uh, and uh, so every year present music does a Thanksgiving concert, and uh, every year it's included um, this this incredible local group uh, called the Bucks Native American Singing and Drumming Group, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, who play whose music is uh, they play on uh, this this huge drum that they circle around um, and sing. And so we had to figure out a, a way we did, we recorded that outside so that, you know, there was, mm -hmm. there was safe, uh, something resembling safe distancing and, and the, the, uh, the safety of, of the outdoor uh, kind of uh, air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and um, we, but uh, the music they play is is traditional. It, it is um, passed down through generations, um, and uh, but they so in, in this case 
you might ask, well, how is this new music, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But but what they do is so original that the way that they the the chemistry of their music making is is so electric and so um, exciting and uh, and of course the, the the music itself is uh, is just extremely fresh. It's mm -hmm. um, so uh, and and around that those performances we we. Uh, did a number of other of other pieces coming from um, uh, tradition, a traditional hymn from uh, uh, lift every voice and sing uh, right and uh, several several other really important works so yeah a couple things that you said sparked memories of watching those two performances for me this is just basically like an ad everyone go watch these performances because I really really enjoyed both of them um, and the, the one piece that you mentioned um, coming together, uh, I hadn't read the program notes for it before I was watching it. And um, it, first off, it's, it's extremely repetitive, um, right? So you hear the same words how many times? Maybe like 10? I don't, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, many. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, right? And, um, and the words are such that some of it actually resonates with the experience of being like stuck in our homes with the pandemic now. Right. Um, so it's really interesting to hear those words um, and I'll read a few of them. Um, he goes, I think the combination of age and the greater coming together is responsible for the speed of the passing time. It's six months now and I can tell you truthfully, few periods in my life have passed so quickly. I mean, hearing that over and over is is meditative in a way right because mm -hmm. you you think about your own past six months which it had about been about six months when this concert aired i think i think you're um, right yeah and, i hadn't thought of that but you're you're absolutely right yeah and just kind of experiencing that and i and i found also in watching these concerts that it's nice to step away and be immersed in music yeah. and only music for like watching as well for like yeah. an hour, you know, because being home, I kind of have this soundtrack of music in the background, but I'm not necessarily noticing right. it. So it was a right. good opportunity to like, to just focus in on one thing, to really immerse in it. And, and, and a, I think a pretty remarkable substitute for the idea of being able to do that in a concert hall. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a really remarkable piece. And, and um, yes, the, uh, the writer of the words, right? Sam Melville um, is, um, I mean, he talks about, as I mentioned, his daily routine, but uh, uh, you know, he talks about the, uh, the savage mistreatment. Uh, he talks about the, um, uh, he, what he calls experimental chemistry of food, mm -hmm. um, right? And um, he talks about the ravings of lost hysterical men uh, who are, uh, you know, who are just incredibly mistreated. And, um, and, and yet he says, you know, he says, and yet I, I can act with clarity and meaning. Mm -hmm. And, you mm -hmm. know, he reads, he exercises, you know, he, he talks to guards and inmates. He, he right. He's, yeah. he's um, uh, very through, through this, this hardship of not, not just of confinement, but, but of, of abuse. Um, he, uh, he's focused and uh, and persistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what an interesting invitation 
from a listener's perspective to start out, like not really knowing what you're listening to, kind of relating to it, but thinking this isn't about me. Right. And then through that process, like putting yourself in the brain of, of someone very different than you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so, I mean, what's so interesting about this pandemic time, of course, is that arts organizations that normally would be in the business of putting music on for live audiences are now basically television producers, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> not mm-hmm. a, not a, um, not a mode that, that all were necessarily engaging with regularly. And so I wonder, um, in putting together these concerts, what have been some of the, which are, which are so much higher quality than your average, like musician in a zoom box kind of thing mm-hmm. that we've been seeing some of, um, what were some of the challenges of, and opportunities uh, of presenting music in this medium? Yeah. Um, well, among the challenges was, um, I'd say a musical challenge was making, um, making music together, uh, in, in these kind of, um, somewhat compromised ways, right? Um, we, in order to keep everybody safe and to have a really great sound, we had to break things up, right? And record, um, a few people at a time on top of one another. Um, and, and so it's, it's a challenge to, um, it's whereas when, when present music plays as an ensemble, we can get in a room and we can be in that sort of intuitive space of making of mm-hmm. making music together and responding to one another, one another in real time. Whereas in this case, we had to we had to make a lot of plans, right? We had to mm-hmm. in, instead of making those decisions on the fly, we had to think about all the the cases, everything that might come up, and make decisions in advance, right? Mm-hmm. So that so that we can have um, have that that present music spirit to our sound um uh while uh while being being safe and and um you know playing in, in separate spaces at the same time so um that, that was an interesting musical challenge uh and and i would say you know an opportunity was uh working very closely with videographers and, and not just videographers but but filmmakers right uh you know so so we the the our objective was for you know <clears throat> for these concerts not just to be experiences as as you mentioned of watching a musician playing with a fixed angle right, right. but but a, a total visual experience so um, we included drone footage of of our concert on on the rooftop as well mm-hmm. as just drone footage of our city of Milwaukee right we we yeah. had um, in Thanksgiving concert, we we had our we had these these visions of of forest atmospheres um, surrounded by uh, by Reagan High School students in uh, in small squares. Uh, also recording outside, um, singing music by Angelica Negron, uh, and it it was we every time we uh, we saw a, a draft from our our. Um, uh our producers our film producers we just said just go crazy like go for it right and and they would they would come back to us and and you know we'd say yes th- keep going in this direction right uh we, we really wanted uh to the the visual experience uh to the to match to bring the audience into this immersive um 
total space that that you were just talking about, Lindsay, of of being in this focus space with music. Um, we wanted uh, since, since, as you mentioned, being at home uh, is a total experience of in itself and it involves like it involves right. laundry and it involves walking the dog and it involves right um every, all of these these day-to-day -day things that, that we uh that, that are it, it takes a lot of effort to escape now um yeah. but hopefully we wanted these concerts to to help folks to to make uh to make their way out of that that day-to-day -day. yeah yeah um what was I going to say? Oh, uh, and I thought it, an element that was interesting that as, a, as I realized that, that you're bringing in like guest artists for the Thanksgiving concert, mm -hmm. I thought, oh, of course they are. Like that's a normal, that's a normal hallmark of a, of a, a present music Thanksgiving concert, right? You've had special guests like mm -hmm. room full of teeth in the past and whatnot. Right. Um, so talk a little bit about the opportunity of being able to collaborate, not just with the core present music musicians, but some special guests um, yes. across the country. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's, that's uh, another opportunity that, that we identified is that, that, you know, early on we said, um, you know, present music in, in a concert hall or, or, you know, any of, of our, of the fun outlandish spaces that we love to play um, is one thing. And um, present music online is a, is a different thing. Right, it's something different. They're they're not equal to one another. They're not the uh, so we uh, you know we had to we said okay well let's make something that's great in this in this venue right this is uh, present music has a long history of playing in in unusual venues and and making specific uh, bespoke experiences to those spaces and that's what we are trying to do here on online. Mm -hmm. um, so among the the ideas we had was was to really. Uh, in, involve folks that that um, may not even be able to be here, you know, be with us in Milwaukee. Uh, and among those was uh, our guest Mark Stewart, uh, who showed us around his uh, his barn uh, in North Adams, Massachusetts, and played. Uh, he's an instrument builder as well as a composer, guitarist, cellist, so many things, um, and. Uh, he uh, played this amazing instrument that's built of a of a stationary bicycle and like a massive <laughs> propeller. Um, yeah, yeah. And like crazy, this, but the sound this, that comes out of it was right? really beautiful. Yeah, it truly. It it's yeah. like it, when you think about okay, a stationary bicycle and a propeller, you're thinking of like some loud clanging sounds, <laughs> but this is like this like extremely like angelic whistle. Of, yeah, yeah. Right and mm -hmm. um. And he played a PVC saxophone, and I mean, so um, uh, you know, some opportunities that maybe we wouldn't have if we were playing in the cathedral, um, right. uh, which is a very different venue, right? Um, so, um, and we also, uh, you know, thinking about some of the music that we um, that we did in October as well, we had the opportunity to work with uh, Sherry Williams Pinnell. Um, uh, theater maker and a musician also in her own right and um, um, she uh, it turns out we, we asked her to perform this piece by Gil Scott Heron the revolution will not be televised mm -hmm. um, and she apparently had this very uh, personal story about this piece mm -hmm. and, and about Gil Scott Heron and, and a very uh, uh, you know intricate connection with this music so um, we were 
uh, you know, very excited to work with with a theater maker uh, play, making this music together. So. Mm -hmm. So to back up a little bit, we've been talking about the very recent. Um, yeah. Would love to learn more about uh, your your transition to this role at Present Music. Yeah. What what drew you to it? Um, what drew you to Milwaukee? Uh, if sure. you can share more about that. Oh yeah, uh, that's a great. I, I love this question uh, because uh, it's it was such an amazing uh, like journey. Um, I. You know, as, as I was in the early days of contemporaneous, uh, uh, and and still today, I've I've been really interested in in learning um, what's happening in new music globally. Um, mm -hmm. And um, one of the the groups that kept popping up in my research and listening and and study um, was present music. <laughs> um, so you know. I, I would I remember like looking through their programs and and like following what they're planning you know planning to do listening to recordings uh, music by Cameron Ince and and um, uh, Michael Torkey several others um, uh, so I I was very familiar with with present music and and one day in 2015 I just got an out of the blue call from um, Kevin Stahlheim uh, the Group's mm. founder and, and erstwhile co-artistic director, uh, sorry, artistic director, um, <laughs> who was, uh, he, he said, hey, I saw you on YouTube. Do you want to conduct a concert? <laughs> and I said, like, uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> You're like, you did? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, in 2016, he invited me there to, to uh, do a concert with the group. And we, mm. um, I, I was just, I, it was it was amazing I, just to work with these amazing musicians and to um, have my first experience with this audience was electric. Uh, mm -hmm. It was uh, I, I remember we we did an encore um, and before the concert, Kevin told me like, okay, on, on this encore, I'm like gonna get everybody to stand up and and do a conga line around the hall and i was like okay kevin all right we'll, we'll see about that and sure enough i turned around <laughs> on the on the encore and the audience has leapt to their feet they're like <laughs> dancing around the hall and i i was just like this is uh and you know for the whole concert just i just felt them like there with us on this on like the front frontier of discovery on this mm -hmm. music and mm -hmm. um so um and uh, I, I was so grateful to get to come back a few times before um, before I was invited uh, along with Eric Segnitz, uh, our violinist and a composer, and uh, to, to become co-artistic director of, of present music. So, um, mm -hmm. and you know the uh, and so we, we started in in 2019 in the fall. So mo most of our uh, our tenure so far has been during. Uh, yeah. the pandemic uh, but uh, it like what I I mean there, there's so many things that 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 uh, may make me so excited about this position and uh, which is that a few like certainly working with Eric the opportunity to work with Eric who's who I had the chance to work with every time I'd been to Milwaukee and he's just this incredibly creative musician and uh, I, I just was so excited and, and remain very excited and thrilled to to be able to work with him um, so so closely on uh, creating 
creating a future for music in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, uh, and also, uh, of course, the one, one of the things that, that I struggle with sometimes as a conductor is, is that uh, I, while I, I love the, um, the opportunity to bring together um, communities and artists in to make these these incredible experiences uh, of of creativity and uh, and togetherness and community and um, but too often uh, I have to the day after that I take a flight out back home and I never know I know don't know when I'm ever going to come back yeah right and uh, you know while sometimes sometimes after a present music concert, I do have to rush somewhere else. But I know when I get on the plane that it'll only be a few weeks before I'm back and I get to connect yeah. with this community again and continue to build that future for music in Milwaukee uh, it, with, for an ever-growing um, community of, of listeners and supporters and participants and artists. Mm. Just on a personal level for you, I'm curious... Um not necessarily like the logistics of, but kind of the, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> um, like spiritual and emotional elements of like having a, having a kind of like a life in two locations. Mm -hmm. Like what are some of the um, advantages of that? Like what does it sharpen mm -hmm. for you in, in sort of thinking through growing, how you're going to, um, you know, continue and evolve your work in both places. Is that a fair question? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I part part of your question is is about the challenges, which which uh, are there. Uh, and th sure. There are certainly um, uh, so. I mean, uh, Present Music is not the only organization or arts, you know, presenter in, in Milwaukee that that I'm that I love and am so impressed by and so it, it does um, uh, it, it is too bad that I'm not able to go to all of to see all of the art and, and to uh, to be there for for everything that I that I would so love to be there for um, but um, uh, you know hopefully on the other side of this pandemic I'll, I'll be able to just pop over it and hear some shows and uh, be present some more but um, the uh, uh, I think you know hope hopefully some of the opportunities are have to do with perspective um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know certainly coming to um, present music from um, from making music in New York um, I just com comparing the experience of connecting with with communities in the two places I think um, the one of the things that strikes me about uh, Milwaukee artists, uh, sorry, Milwaukee, the public in Milwaukee is um, just the the depth and breadth of passion for arts and music. Yeah. Um, I mean, not not just in like in that spirit that I mentioned of of the audience leaping to their feet on the the encore, but um, but. Uh, in the size of the audiences, uh, mm. really showing up. I mean, it's it's it the, the importance of present music on on a global scale cannot be overstated because the uh, uh, you know the audiences who who support and attend present music rival some of the 
biggest new music uh, outfits in the world uh, wow. and dwarf yeah. many others. Uh, I mean, it's huh. it's remarkable, it, it really, truly, um, you know, the idea of, of having six or 800 people at a new music concert um, is anywhere in the country is pretty much unthinkable except for Milwaukee. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and something that's like that is just a new music concert not a right. oh you're going to hear a different and a much older piece and there's a new music piece paired with it kind of thing yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah i think it speaks volumes not only of of present music and and kevin Solheim's amazing work uh for so many years in in the city uh but also of um the audience's voracious appetite for new experiences um and so uh so that that's an uh coming coming from new york where where there there is a very excited audience for new music uh but perhaps not as large right uh, or not as large on each concert right? right um it's it's an important perspective to to bring to um uh to the work that we do and the way that we that we talk about and think about our our place in this community and uh, on a national stage. Mm -hmm. So from your perspective coming in and, and learning Milwaukee and, and doing work in it, um, what are some things that excite you about Milwaukee's arts and culture community at large? Um, perhaps what are some areas for growth uh, in the future? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think I've spoken to many of them. I mean, again, the, the community, the, the appetite for the arts in the community is, is stunning and, and thrilling. Um, and um, the, uh, additionally, the, as, as deep and wide as, as passion is for, for the arts and the public, uh, even deeper and wider is the uh, the talent and skill, mm -hmm. uh, the diversity, creativity uh, within artists themselves. So um, uh, being able to, to work with these amazing musicians and with uh, an ever-growing group of musicians and, uh, and artists from other media um, is really amazing. And I think it, it um, those together, oh, and I should say too that, that um, with with so many of the guests that, that you've spoken to in this, in this show, Lindsay, like uh, the, that same passion is matched by administrators in the arts mm -hmm. uh, in, in the city. And at, like with that trifecta of, of these incredible artists, uh, you know, this amazing community and, and these, these very passionate leader arts leaders. Yeah. Um, uh, there's, I mean, it's, it's an incredible, uh, thing to think about what what the future looks like um, and um, and mm -hmm. I think that that I, I hope that uh, or, or rather I think that, that the the way that we can make it that we can realize that bright future mm -hmm. that, that we can put to these uh, these amazing assets uh, uh, to, to work and and uh, to play, <laughs> really, um, too, is um, um, collaboration uh, among mm -hmm. arts, uh, arts groups, artists, uh, and uh, I, I really hope that, that, um, uh, that we can just continue to, to listen to one another, to collaborate with one another, um, and 
and to be there for one another to introduce our audiences to one another's work um and and yeah find find ways to to work together to to build um to build a future for for the arts yeah yeah not to not to, to imagine mke's own horn but i that's what is so i think exciting about the possibility of of this initiative and this organization being right. started um right you know i have milwaukee roots but i came back from the east coast as well just before this and this sort of like at scale citywide initiative to harness that strength that we already have about really excited and passionate audiences and just a plethora of brilliant artists into right. into you know trying to move forward towards these huge goals <laughs> as yeah. a sector together isn't happening in DC or New York it's happening here yeah. in Milwaukee yeah, what an exactly. what an awesome opportunity for for our city to lead the way in a in a, a way a whole sector uh, works together that I don't yeah. think I've seen quite the same equivalent in other in other places I don't think I've seen anything like this anywhere else so yeah absolutely I mean there's so many things about Milwaukee that are that are unique um and uh yeah I think that's this is one of them and I think that that you and Imagine MKE have have very aptly identified the uh, a, a critical area for growth mm -hmm. uh and that uh, uh that takes that takes in again th these amazing assets and uh and begins to to bring them together um in in meaningful and in, again critical ways so i really appreciate all the work that you all are doing well thank you i queued you up for that appreciation <laughs> but i'll we'll take it anyway <laughs> um so I'm curious if there's something maybe that you haven't had the chance to mention yet that you want to celebrate and lift up in Milwaukee's arts and culture scene right now. Yeah, um, let's see. I mean, I've talked about so many of the, the amazing uh, uh, artists that we've worked with this this year. And, and I, I hope uh, that, as you say, Lindsay, that, that folks will, will find us online at presentmusic.org and you can still stream our our concerts that we've done already and as well as checking out our upcoming events but um mm -hmm. you know i um i want to um really lift up um what the this milwaukee symphony is doing right now mm -hmm. um which is uh i i know from from a uh you know from from the perspective of being on the inside of making online concerts is uh very uh, very tricky. They, they've taken on a lot. Um, and I'm very excited to see the level of diversity in their programming. Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, they, they have a really, really strong uh, program that, that's very uh, representative of, of a, a very broad diversity of composers and creators um, that uh, the likes of which I've I've really seldom seen in in a symphony orchestra's programming. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm excited to to check out that that programming, and um, it's it it reminds me of of kind of some of some of the um, uh, the values that that present music holds, um, uh, where you know we we are committed to uh, in in everything that we curate to. Uh, to have a broad representation um, 
uh, of racial diversity, of gender diversity, of, of uh, uh, cultural diversity, of, of a huge, uh, a huge variety of, of music from, from um, especially highlighting uh, music by underrepresented voices mm-hmm. um, on every concert, uh, every, yeah. everything that we do. And, uh, and I'm, I'm very heartened to see uh, a, a major classical orchestra uh, taking up that torch in a real way. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's incredibly important. And it's, it's um, I think, especially good to see now that that, that that response is materializing into programming choices, especially in a time where it's tough it's already tough <laughs> to present yeah. online and whatnot. And, and I'm, I'm excited to see that too. Yeah, absolutely. So in addition to lifting up something in Milwaukee, uh, would love to pick your brain on what is on your playlist right now. What's some recommended listening for people to check out in addition to present music's concerts after this? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, yeah, a, f- a few artists. I mean, I, there's so much uh, amazing music that I enjoy. Um, I've recently been listening to um, uh, music by uh, Alhaji Bai Conte, um, who was a, uh, a Gambian kora player. <clears throat> um, oh, cool. Uh, whose music we've actually performed with present music and um, I just did a piece of his with my youth orchestra remotely the same piece that we did with present music Um, Mm. and his music is unbelievably joyful I mean it's it's like um, the the Kora is a is a 21 string uh, West African gourd harp Um, and uh, he he was a um, a praise singer and and this this incredibly virtuosic Kora player uh, who was one of the first, perhaps the first Kora player to travel to the U.S. and, and play music in, in the U.S. and, and uh, have a recording uh, made of his playing. Um, so uh, for, for times like these, I, I love listening to his music. Uh, so check that out. Well, David, thank you so much for talking with me today. It was really a joy. Thank you, Lindsay. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a pleasure. listening to a movement from Alex Weiser's Excerpts from And All the Days Were Purple, performed on Present Music's virtual Thanksgiving concert. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe by searching Arts Forward MKE on your favorite listening platform or go to imaginemke.org podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our other two podcasts, Imagine This Podcast and Black Imagination, and follow us on social on Facebook as Imagine MKE and on Instagram and Twitter 
as at imagine underscore MKE. Be well, friends. Man. Mm-hmm.